You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents. And today we're presenting a special report from Helen Hall, who attended the United We Stand March and Rally in Victoria on February 25th, 2023. That march and rally was organized by a group called Elders for Ancient Trees, and its purpose was to convey to the NDP government people's concerns about the continued logging of the last small scraps of intact old-growth forest left in B.C. And here's Helen's report. This is Helen Hall for Cortez Currents, and today, Saturday the 25th of February, I'm down in Victoria to attend the United for Old Growth rally that's taking place later today. Before I set out on the rally, I wanted to provide some context for the state of old growth forests in BC. And I was shocked to learn that only 2.7% of BC's original high productivity old growth forests remain, and more than three quarters of that small fraction is slated to be logged. On Vancouver Island, 80% of old growth forests have already been logged and less than 10% of the valley bottoms where the largest trees grow are still intact. Last night, I read an interesting article where someone compared the quest to save BC's oldest forests and trees to protecting the last of the world's endangered elephants or whales and that they're some of the most impressive, grandest organisms on our planet. So I'm very lucky to be staying with a good friend, Deirdre Gotto, who is part of Elders for Ancient Trees and has been helping to get the rally off the ground. So Deirdre, can you tell me what the rally is about? Well, first of all, we chose this date months and months ago because February 25th is 100 days since the new Premier, David Eby, was chosen Premier. So he's had 100 days to make good on the promises of the NDP that John Horgan first iterated, which was to save old growth. And let's see how he's doing, and let's push him a little bit further. So the NDP government promised to implement all the 14 recommendations from the old growth strategic review. That was in 2020 including to immediately stop or defer logging in the most at-risk old-growth forests. The recommendations had specific implementation timelines ranging from six months for deferrals to three years for establishing a robust monitoring system. But to this day, not a single recommendation has been fulfilled, and old-growth and at-risk forests mapped for deferral are still being destroyed, like out at Ferry Creek which was the impetus for Victoria people to get going and try to protect old growth. Over the same period, over 1,100 people have been arrested while peacefully defending old growth forests in multiple regions of BC. So we need a rally just to shake up the NDP government, tell them to keep their promise. Great. And how have you been preparing for the rally? Oh, it's been months, as I said, and this day was chosen months ago, and we've done things like flash mobs to bring awareness, going to various malls around town and singing and dancing in a flash mob and handing out flyers to ask people come to the rally. Email your MLA, all the things you can do to forward this cause of protecting old growth. There's been a a banner-making workshop or two or three, so you'll see some beautiful banners today. And also masks. An owl mask and a bear mask that one of our members is making. People can wear it for the march down to the legislature. 
and there'll be lots of speakers there and it'll be a big gathering we hope <laughs> yeah and so what are your hopes for today I hope people aren't put off by the cold weather because it is cold for Victoria. It's around zero today and it might snow, but we're a dedicated bunch and determined, so let's hope we get a lot of people out. And what would you like the outcome to be? I think more kind of inspiration for more people to take up this call to protect old growth because it continues to fall even as the government says they're going to save it. Talk and log, just like it's been for decades in BC. So hopefully this will make a change and the NDP will get the message and we'll move forward and m much more quickly protect old growth trees than we have been to date. Okay, thanks, Deirdre. That's great. Declaration for old growth that has been endorsed by no less than 215 civil society organizations across sectors, labor, faith, yeah, it's, it's an enormous feat to organize organizations and I think it's the way to be heard by government today. So thank you to everyone that's put in that work. 100 days of Premier David Eby's new government. Wonderful coincidence. And so we're all here to join together loudly to call on him and his BC NDP government to deliver on their promises that were delivered in the old growth review two years ago. So we're expecting them by September of this year. And welcome Dr. Karen Price. Amazing. And I would like to thank everyone here. I would like to thank the landholders, the speakers, all of the amazing people that are organizing this, and every one of you. Because, because you matter. Because you matter to the forests because you matter to the earth, because you matter to humanity. We're in this together. I also want to thank everybody who's been working to change the way that we interact with ecosystems, with the earth, who couldn't be here, including some of the folks that work in this building behind us who are working to try and change the system from within, which is tough. Change seems slow. Change is slow, but you know what? Together we yeah. have changed the conversation. We have made a shift. We've broken the inertia, and now all we need to do is to keep the momentum. So what I'm gonna do today is like, we wanna know what are we gonna do next? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you three specifics and then one big idea. So we'll start with the specifics. Number one, we just heard an announcement that the government has repealed, the province has repealed the legal regulations that prioritize timber above ecosystem health and community well-being. because it opens up the space for policy change. We now can change the policy because the law doesn't tell us that we can't. Yeah. This is awesome. Like, yeah. Woo. Yeah. However, it's an excellent first step. But now we need to actually see the policy change because if you just change the laws and you don't change the policy, then it's purely symbolic word mongering. Mm -hmm. and that's not what we need. 
We need to change the policy. So right now, you know, you know that the policy says, it says that we can only have a 4%, 4% impact on timber supply for old growth and biodiversity, plus 1% for wildlife. 5% is all we can have. Yeah, like no wonder we're in this mess. We planned this. And the problem is that this 5% cap is in most of our current land use plans and it's in all of the annual allowable cut determinations. So number one, remove the policy caps. Woo! Remove the caps. Number two, we heard about some more old growth deferrals. Sounds good, right? Okay, well, let's think about it a bit. First, I think you guys probably all know, deferrals are not protection. Deferrals are just a pause to give us time so that we can plan, so that there's old growth left to plan with. Okay, we know that, but more importantly, we need to know what type of forests have been deferred. So are these like really big old growth in the valley bottoms that we're gonna be harvested in the next two years? Or are they remnant small tree old growth high up on the mountain that no one was gonna touch for the next 10 years? If that's the case, that's a lot of deferral. You can't defer something if it wasn't going to be harvested in the first place. So we need to know. And so here's, here's number two. When you're talking to your politician buddies, we want transparency. So we need to know which forests have been deferred, which ones haven't, and which ones are getting logged right now. Because I know up where I live, they're targeting the deferrals. So transparency is number two. Number three, we need big tree old growth. That's so important for our biodiversity crisis and our climate crisis. It plays a role in all of this. So we know that the big tree old growth, they're the heart of watersheds and the lungs of the planet. And we know that second growth growing up after a clear cut is not a forest, it's a plantation. And it is a virtual ecological desert. So if you think of an old growth forest as an ancient village with diversity, with complex interrelations that's self-sufficient and resilient then a second growth plantation is kind of like a work camp. It's uniform, it's disconnected, and it's unstable. And that's what we're turning our province into. Let's think about carbon, climate. We need big tree old growth for carbon. And here, I'm gonna tell you guys, this is some new analysis that we've done, so hot off the press, or at least hot off Dave's computer. We hear a lot about planting trees for the climate. So we thought, let's look at the benefits of planting trees. Let's compare that to old growth. So you guys probably know that the federal government has committed to plant two billion trees over the next 10 years. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, probably it's not enough, but let's look, let's think about what else, it, what else that means. We ran a carbon model. 
these two billion trees over 10 years. Now, two billion trees, if you plant them at standard stocking, it covers more than a million hectares. Sounds like a big area. Okay, now if we run big tree old growth through the same carbon model, if we wanna have the same carbon benefit as two billion trees, we need, wait for it, we need to leave 500 hectares of big tree to old growth standing. 500! So like a million hectares of trees, 500. The other way around is for every 500 hectares of big tree to old growth we cut down, we gotta plant two billion trees. This certainly makes the federal commitment look rather small. It tells us that we need nature-based solutions, so we need to be leaving these big treed old growth standing. So that's point three. So, point one. We need to remove the policy caps so that we can start looking after ecological health. Point two. We want the government to be transparent. They say they're doing better, and I actually believe them. I believe they're trying to do better, so trust us and tell us what you're doing. And number three, leave the big tree to old growth standing because we need it. So those three all fit into the big picture. Now the big idea is what you've all been hearing about since the old growth strategic review did awesome work a paradigm shift. Now what's a paradigm shift? We need to change our forest management paradigm from focusing on timber and shareholder profit to focusing on ecological health and human communities. And the paradigm shift isn't, it's not tinkering with numbers, which is what governments always try to do because it's really scary to make big change. A paradigm shift is transformation. Woo. It's, we have to rediscover our relationship with the earth Woo. so that we can all understand, as the folks on this stage before me have so eloquently put it, that we are all connected. Everything is one. Hishak ish sawak. Indigenous cultures who live close to the land have always known this. And Western scientists, you know, we're a bit slow, but the last decade or two, we're figuring it out too. There's pushback, but we're doing pretty well, I think. But the forest management hasn't caught up, and it needs to, because you know what? We need to not only understand it in our heads, but we have to feel that connection in our hearts. Until everyone feels that they are connected to the earth and to everybody else out here, we're not going to look after an ecological integrity. So we need to feel that connection. So what can we do for that? Okay, well, I'm here. I'm going to say, all of you, you guys are all here, so you're obviously working towards it. So I'm gonna say work within your comfort zone or those of you with capacity, work outside of your comfort zone and do what you can. And this could look like a number of things. It could like come, look like coming to rallies and protests like this. You, you know that grassroots activity is super important. The government talks to us as scientists because of you guys. Woo! Yeah. 
So XYZ, you matter. Like, I've seen it. So do that. Another thing it could involve is looking at all of the fine print. We need everybody to know what's going on. So read the fine print, know the numbers, talk to, your, talk to politicians, talk to industry folks, make sure that you've got a common understanding of the numbers because that's really important too. It could be working with the new forest landscape plans in your region. It could be, as invited, working with nations who are reclaiming land stewardship. It could be educating kids. And what it is, is spending as much time as you possibly can in nature. We need to do that as a species for our survival. Chief Hobart is a proud Inkakamak elected leader. And as a son of teachers, he's lived in many, many regions across the province and has worked in resource industries such as logging, mining, and fishing. Chief James Hobart represents the only First Nations to still have the endangered northern spotted owls within their territory. And, good news, they have successfully achieved a four-year deferral of logging on the spotted owl habitat. Well, thank you, everyone. How do you follow that? Actually, how do we follow all of this? I see kids, I see elders, and it's amazing to see you bring your kids out for this. Someday they're going to look back and say, I was there. I helped make the, the difference, because we will. So that was amazing. Anybody was over at Centennial Square, I'm from the Spuzzum First Nation, it's in Ankle-Kutmuk territory, and it's where the last spotted owl lived in Canada, the last three, and two of them have been introduced this last, this last summer. Three of them first, and then one of them connected with a train. It's, he's, he's okay, but at the same time, it shows you how, how fragile. We have one left that's from the wild, and so we consider them our, our messengers from the old growth. And if we consider one, left that means that we're not succeeding very well this is my grandma she's the grandma in the storm of life she's painted by carl stromquist you can see the cedar the flared cedar butt and she knows that someday you can see as her hair going sideways she's going to be buried and turned into cedar and we'll still continue her life in the baskets that we weave so i want to thank you first of all the people of this territory for let us do this work on their unceded yet occupied land also want to thank the incredible members of Spuds and First Nation, and I met some here today for their ongoing support. And you're right, Chief Don Tom from the UBCIC Vice President this morning, he texted me, he said he can't be here, but he wanted to send his regrets. And he also asked me to lend my voice to the UBCIC, and I, it's an honor I don't take lightly. So yes, it's true, I'm standing here today, it's my birthday, and I'm a, kind of an old growth myself. This old growth strategy touts it as though somehow they magically struck a sellable balance of conservation and extraction. I'm here to tell them that that dog don't hunt. It's based on arbitrary percentages, little or no substantial inclusion of the biodiverse ecosystems that are at stake, of which there are many. The government needs to shift their focus to sustainable management that respects ecosystems rather than exploits them. You can't have one without the other, yet it appears they want their cake and eat it too. So I'm going to ask them, how many ingredients can you take out of a cake recipe before it's 
no longer cake. And while via the media, the province sounds keen on conservation, they continue to auction off living homes of hundreds of species, plants, animals, and medicine. With anti-bullying days just passed, perhaps we need to fit these old growth giants with the pink t-shirts of their own. <laughs> and folks, I'm not, I'm not insensitive to those who are in the industry. I'm not, and they're not the enemy. Some of my best friends are native. Oh wait, how did that page get out of the government's handbook in my notes? <laughs> we hear that all the time, right? The reality is, it's poor management from past governments as well as some logging companies that have created this gross imbalance. I mean, I could show you multiple forests in the dwarfed in my area that fell victim to the contractual follow-through from loggers, or lack of it, replanting forests. And the government just took them to court instead of just saying, hey, we got to plant those. And so years later, they're trying to fill that gap with the old growth. That's not our fault, and that's not the fault of the old growth. So trust me though, if there was even one old growth tree wasting space and oxygen, I would tag it myself to help those earn their living in the forestry sector, yet that's not the case. The giants of our forests that are now gone, are gone forever, leaving an insatiable void that echoes through those few giants we have left. Now for a visual, if we, hey grandma, if we, if we compare the BC's 2021 recovery plan and their 2023 drafts, Three years later, it decreased the identifiable critical habitat by more than 100,000 hectares. And I, for one, would like to see the science that justifies that pen stroke. On one hand, this government is dedicated to rebuild the northern spotted owl habitat, while on the other hand, BCTS is auctioning off old growth directly in the path of the northern spotted owl habitat. So clearly, this government has too many hands. I'm feeling disappointed, but yet justified in a news release two days ago that the federal minister, Gilbo, stepped in to support the Spuzzum First Nation efforts in warding off the current bullying tactics against our remaining northern spotted owl by calling out our province for attempting to do the bare minimum. I'm also not naive, nor should any of us be, that this government has inherited many dire issues that puts them into crosshairs, and that's a place I know well. Yet it's necessary, it's necessary to create from status quo we have as my good friend Grand Chief Stuart Phillip from the UBCI would say is reconciliation is not for wimps so it's time for this government to forward think then hydroplane over the crap of the industry this same government has shown guts they garnered unanimous support for the implement of DRIPA it's time they focus their lens on this ominous issue and let there be no more talking while logging old growth They've already said the words. They've already said these words. Now they need to match those brave words with action. Coach Tim. You have been listening to Cortez Currents on Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. And that was a special feature on the March and Rally for Old Growth Forests in Victoria, B.C. on February 25th, 2023. Presented by Helen Hall. Please note that the views and opinions presented in this broadcast are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, its staff, its membership, or any granting agency, but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. Thanks for listening.